time. No, that's right. Guess what? You are now tuned in and therefore have positioned yourself to become undeniable in your pursuit of personal, professional, and spiritual excellence. Now, hopefully you are pursuing excellence, but if you're not, I can guarantee you have come to the right place. Welcome to this undeniably value-packed episode of Become Undeniable. I am your mostly humble host, Brad Austin, keeping it real no matter whose feelings it hurts while providing undeniable value every step of the way. And when I say value-packed episode, I freaking mean it, all right? Our guest today is going to make you think. Our guest today is going to make you question. Our guest today is hopefully going to get you to seek. But I guarantee you he's going to provide value to your life, undeniably. And that man's name is Cody Adams, coming to us from Wisconsin. Cody is a faith-based media professional who helps businesses with their storytelling efforts. Now, for those of you that haven't figured it out yet, the power of story is undeniable. Uh, Do you see what I did there? (laughs) You see what I did? But the power of story is undeniable. And this man has taught me so much, even in the short amount of time that I've known him. So I know that's going to translate into, into your lives, into your businesses, into your family, into your church, everywhere else, right? So Cody is also the owner of Storyscape Design. And we'll cover this at the very end as well. But you can always find Cody hanging out on Twitter at Storyscape underscore, right? Cody, my man. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Thanks, Brad. It's great to be here. Doing well. Man, <laughs> man. I, I've, been, I've been stoked about this show for a while now since we set it up. Um, I got even more stoked in the pre-show interview that we did, and I'm even more stoked now, man. So you might find a different side of me today being a little uncontrollable because I know what's coming, and I also don't know what's coming. That's the fun part of this about this show. And so, um, man, I am... I'm ready to dive right in because there are still so many people, it seems like, that are not embracing the power of story. Really quick, this isn't even a question on the list, man, but why do you think that is? Um, I think oftentimes you there are a lot of different ways and approaches people assume uh, work the best. And um, traditionally, you know, the best ways oftentimes are, are prose-based or persuasive-based, a, a message-based. And... Um, I think as we have we start to think about um, how do truly resonating human beings function and actually respond to truth, oftentimes the best way to do that is through a story. And so uh, it, it's a progress. I think um, a lot of people end up trying to just wanting to communicate quickly, as quickly as possible. Uh, their message and shortchange the process. And I think that's why this slower uptake in story is. It's also a matter of um, how do you actually apply it in the particular way that you want to do in the context that you want to do it in. And uh, and I think some people sometimes struggle with how to apply it. And so mm. they don't default to story that way as well. And uh, so I think there's a lot of different reasons, but um, it's a great opportunity to start uh, exploring um, that pro- progress of actually using story, um, which is really how human beings think and act and communicate what they believe and who they are. Right. Yeah, 100%, man. I think um, 
I, I think a lot of it, especially on the small business side of things, right? It's, it's, these guys are busy just surviving, right? Yeah, these guys yeah. are busy just trying to make the payroll, trying to cover the front desk, co- you know, make sure everybody shows up on time. You know, it, it's, it's just a grind every day as it is. Now you, now this guy, Cody is telling me that if I want to be even to be more successful or to try to achieve success, now I got to take on the heavy weight, the yoke of, of incorporating story into my business, man. But that's why this episode is here because Cody is actually going to help you. If you're a small business owner, especially this guy, I can guarantee you is going to help you. So Cody, let's dive in, bro. Let's dive in. Tell us your last answer was a great segue to this second question. Um, Tell us why like the incorporation of storytelling is so important in business. Now you just started to tell us, but, but expand on that a little bit, please. Yeah. So um, oftentimes people who have already realized that, okay, story is powerful. Story helps. Um, I, I think most of the time the business world sees story purely from the aspect of, well, it gets people motivated, which it does. And it gets people interested, which it does. And so it's going to help us sell. You're right. It will. It will help your top end uh, process at actually helping you bring in people that um, are interested in what you have to sell. Um, But there's greater understanding to that. And it really drives that because the story is fundamentally how human beings actually organize the value and the meaning of all the daily aspects to life. And oftentimes we don't always see it that way. We don't think of it, process it in our mind in a story format in, a, in the way we want to, when we record, call it for ourselves. But when we want to share something that we learned with somebody else, or we want to relate something that happened to us, we all tell stories. We all have the ability to compress the events and experiences and feelings and um, reactions that we had and then relate that to another human being for the purpose of meaning, for the purpose of, of, a, of a reason that you're communicating. And ultimately, that goes down deep to what we are as a human being is um, we the fundamentals of communication 101 is that we communicate so that we get what we want or what we need. And ultimately, anytime we communicate, that's the case. And so when we try to explain to someone an event that happened to us, there's a reason And ultimately, not only for how you, let's say you just want someone to understand or appreciate or value um, who you are as an individual when you tell them a story, but you also want that individual to understand certain aspects to you, what your life is like. And so story is really how human beings organize their lives and make sense of all the things that we do in the course of our lives. And, uh, and so then when businesses are thinking about why is it so important for business, ultimately it's important because as a business, you're working with humans. You're not working with, uh, entities. You're not working with logos. Uh, you're working with humans, human beings. And so whatever applies to how a human being better understands, better learns, better processes, and better relates to something applies in a business context because you're dealing with people. 
And so um, the best way, some of the best things that you can start to do is employ whatever helps people understand, grow, develop themselves in a personal context actually is very helpful when you apply that to a strategic goal that you have in a business context. And story is absolutely that bridge to help you understand how to humanize your brand. Man, that's, you're supposed to be here today, man, because you just said it's, it, it builds that bridge. And I, I can show you right here on this paper that I just wrote. You created the starting point. And in the last thing you just talked about, you actually created an end point, a goal. And I wrote, let's build that bridge, right? So let's talk about the bridge because the bridge is the meat and potatoes, the actions, the incorporation of what you're talking about, how that translates into incorporating into your business, et cetera. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you and I've talked about it, right? I, I've had the same problem. It's, it's like, okay, well, I have this business. I have this company. I have... I got to get users. I got to get this. I got to get that. And how do I, I mean, it's hard to attract people these days, man, no matter what you, no matter what it is, it's really hard to attract. And so when you, mm, I'm getting ahead of myself and I, I really shouldn't do that, <laughs> Sorry. but let's, let's build that bridge, you know, one, one block at a time. Um, but it's, it's really hard to connect in a, in a, scroll as quick as you can kind of world. Let me digest for two seconds and scroll, second and a half and scroll, right? That's just the world we live in. We have zero attention spans. Everybody knows that. And it's harder than ever to attract that attention. So if if there are ways that companies can find ways to grasp that attention for long enough to share that story, that human connection, if you will, then the resonation probably might occur. The chances are higher at least, right? Is that, yeah. is that an accurate statement? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different approaches you can use uh, as a business person to draw people into deeper, meaningful storytelling. Um, and obviously, a lot of them are doing well successfully by just modeling themselves in some sense off of the Hollywood model, um, which is, you know, you basically, how do you get someone into a two hour movie? Well, you put out a two minute trailer. Okay trailer right um and and essentially that's really the length the top length that you want to employ on a social media platform would be maxing out at about two minutes uh or less and teaser trailers are usually less than a minute actually today um and so thinking about it in that way you want to create micro uh, content that are going to be wetting the appetite of the people who are interested in that content or even in the genre in general um, of the story you want to tell. And how that relates in a business context is, you know, first and foremost, you have to understand what stories you're telling and why you're telling these stories. Mm. And, and that goes down to truly understanding your core values and what you want, what you're about as a company, what you want to be about as what you leave um, this world with uh, in the ultimate end of your business practice. What is that? What is that end that you, the value you've provided the world um, that is hopefully unique uh, in one way or another that leaves a, your mark and uh, a very unique mark on the world for the bad, for the better, right? For the good. Um, and so the, those particular ways that you can start to tell 
um, micro stories that bring you into the macro story um, is is basically what you can do. You can do that on social media or other things. You can do that on uh, platforms that allow you to have good communication with people, uh, whether it's you're doing something uh, in person, you can talk about a, a, an event in your life that you had happen. And then that spurs right into why you do what you do with your company. Um, anytime you, you share, um, a, a, an experience, um, whether it's a, it could be either in a troop experience you've had or a historical experience of another person who in the same vein represents why you do what you do. Um, you can share those stories very, in a very tight packed way. And there is, um, really some great opportunities if you, uh, I don't know if we want to get into the, the nitty gritty of actually how you do some of those storytelling aspects, um, but it's it's modeling after some uh, areas that help you actually bridge that gap. Hollywood's a good one. Another really good one is using anything that's very tiny that communicates the, the truth you want to communicate. And a good one to model yourself after is Aesop's Fables. Um, which most people grew up perhaps uh, reading as a fairy tale. Um, but they're so short, and yet they have at the bottom of them a message. And if you as a business want to model yourself after something that gets you into your, your what you want the message of your company to be, you can learn to, to write and tell a style of proverb roughly speaking, that pulls you in or a, a parable, as it were, that pulls you into a specific proverb of a value statement that what your company believes in. It could be your tagline for your company and then a link right at the bottom to what you believe. It's a great way to start the conversation. But what's funny is there is a, uh, a tendency in the way we think of social media to assume that people's attention spans are permanently tiny. And actually, um, doing a little research, it's actually uh, tiny in certain um, platforms, right? Certain, uh, ex like when you're in a particular area, your your attention is small, but your attention is great in other areas. For instance, I don't know uh, if 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 you're talking with your kids, they will openly listen to hours of hours and hours of someone learning and playing a video game on YouTube and even talking about cheat codes and everything. When you're talking about video games, they will come just all of that content for hours on end, right? Adults also are gravitating and even especially my age as a millennial are gravitating towards longer forum podcasts that actually bring in great value as mm -hmm. you're doing other things. Cause the value of a podcast is you can listen to what would have been perhaps only told in a book. Um, right. You can listen to while you're uh, working out, while you're in the car, um, while you're doing dishes, um, it, all other yeah. things in life, accomplish things in life while you're understanding and listening to great valued content, just like our podcast today. Um, yeah. And it's a really great way to start to get people into longer forum storytelling that can go from anywhere between 10 to multiple hours like Joe Rogan's podcast gets into. Um, so it's a, it, there's a lot of ways as a company, as a corporation 
and even as a small business, that you could start to think of how to pull people into longer discussions that tell stories that ultimately support the brand values and particular products that you actually serve. Yeah. So again, I, I'm, I can relate to what you're saying because um, I'm the guy that really and truly I'm just, I've never taken a liking to social media itself just for the sake of getting on there. Um, it, it's just, I just feel like I'm wasting my time very quickly when I'm on there because of the type of content that's out there and the stuff that people waste their time putting on and everything else. Yeah. And, and you've, you're what, what I hear you saying, and I'm sure what Joe business owner is saying to himself, if he's listening to this is that, okay, so it's, I, 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 I need to tell people about the features. I need to tell people about the benefits. Why does my, tagline. I don't even have a tagline yet. I'm a pizza shop. I don't have a tagline. I make great pizza. I make people feel great when they eat pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's a good one for you. I don't know. But that is so, okay. So why, why is it important? Because you just said it. Why is it important to build story that actually represents and connects to your core values Versus just marketing that product or service, the features, the benefits, etc. Um, so great question, and, and this goes into ultimately the direct the, the the shift in society. Um, because we as society society ha- have our consumer based society. Um, ultimately, what you end up is what end up what's end up happening is um, when you buy the product, it's a one off. And you don't have a consistency of that person tracking with you. You get one buy and then you got to go find the next client. And unless you're doing a subscription model, that, that's going to be your life. And so how do you get people to regularly consume things that they value from your company and help start to drive their your brand up in the minds of other people? Because not only will they be consuming their, that content regularly, they'll be sharing that content with other people because it's a part of their life. And so oftentimes what needs to start happening is you want to start bringing people along to the idea that there's more than a single transaction with this company. We want to be in a relationship with you. And so when we sit down at the dinner table, when we come to Thanksgiving meal uh, with our family members, it it is about the meal, but it's not really just about the meal. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. so much more to that experience. And I would say um, when it's for Thanksgiving, it, it I would say the if you were to prioritize what's the most important, it's it's the relationships with the people you're sitting down with. And so um, in a similar way, it's not necessarily the particular, it's not the food on the table that we're trying to necessarily consume. It's also the relationships that we're trying to build. And I would say that's kind of the shift in mindset is in a single transaction, it's building what we call a brand 
today, which is more than a product. It is essentially a an aspect of life that pe- that in people involved that are involved in. It's involving other people in a relationship that goes beyond the immediate transaction, and that develops loyalty, that develops trust, and that develops a long term relationship that actually, potentially, depending on how they enculturate that in their particular life can be generational. It's not like a pure on transaction um, where it's that and you're done. And, uh, and so when you're starting to develop that kind of idea, stories are a way that human beings help connect with each other. You know, when I want to share something um, about my experience or something that happened to me, that makes me feel closer to other people, especially when people share parts of their life with me. Um, it, it's that that aspect of of um, networking or sharing with stories, right, it is part of how, what it means to be human. And so it's getting away from the idea that, that as a business, you are purely a productive entity and more of a you are now more of a relational, um, you know, person and persons as a part of mm-hmm. the team uh, that, that's a part of the community. It, it's truly making that human. And so uh, I would say the best brands, the brands that really make a, a, a patronage of their, their, the people who patron them um, are brands that make that human connection. Um, I mean, Harley Davidson is an excellent example of this. Uh, Harley Davidson, you know, like they, people put their logos on tattoos on their body, um, and it represents a culture. It represents an identity, um, of who they are. And so how do you, as let's say a pizza shop owner start to think on that level? Well, you have to start doing things that allow you to be human with your customers more than beyond the immediate transaction Um, and ways that customers interface with you. And story is the most fundamental and uh, shared aspect that makes all of us able to communicate with each other. Um, Story is actually there are two universal languages um, in human development. One is music. Mm. and to his story and wow. music and story transcend time culture nationality language you name it mm-hmm. um if you tell a story well enough it the 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 words themselves doesn't have to actually matter necessarily wow. um it, it, visual this is where visual storytelling comes into play you can learn quite a lot uh, you know from um, other people by just watching uh, the story. And so um, those are the two basically universal things that you can do as a business is not necessarily the music side. You could do the music side. And some people have, by the way, the jingles that people come mm-hmm. up with for commercials. Absolutely. And they form part of uh, very much part of our culture. Um, some of these uh, these jingles, you know, ba 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 ba. 
As dumb as they are, yes. (laughs) Some some of them are really dumb, Um, but they do. And so music and story are a great way to connect on a human level, universally, and, um, and start to actually build those bridges between making it a single transaction and making it where you're a part of a community. So... So let me let me ask you let me ask you something to kind of codify what you just said and and if make sure I'm understanding it right so if the audience is understanding it right so yeah yeah you I I, I substituted relationship with transaction right that's basically what you just did right and I think is it is it fair to say that man, how how do I want to phrase this question for you? Because um, if if I walked up to you and we didn't know each other on the street, right? And I just said, um, hey, Cody, um, buy this thing from me, whatever it is. Chances are, even though I don't know the reason why, you're probably going to say, I'll pass, right? Or especially if I came up to you as a stranger and I said, hey, man, can you loan me a hundred bucks? I mean, you're going to say, no, <laughs> I don't know you. I don't have any, you know what I'm saying? So it sounds to me like you are saying pizza shop, whoever the company is, whatever it is, that if this is the reason why you want to put your values out there, right? You want to put your core values out there. You want to let people know, doesn't matter what kind of business you are what you believe because not everybody's going to believe in Hawaiian pizza. They're going to believe in pepperoni pizza or other pizza. But if they, if they can connect with you on a more humanized level, it sounds like via integrity and supporting community and whatever those values are, and you're putting that out there, then that's something that's easier for cut for potential customers to grab onto and then connect with you and remember you. Is that accurate or did I miss anything? Yeah, no, you're, you got it. Um, it's giving people a deeper, deeper reasons to connect with you beyond the benefits of the product you're selling. Mm. You know, it's, it's not purely about the features or, you know, is this the best crust? Is it the best pepperoni pizza? Yeah, it is. By the way, we're going to, we're going to win on the, on the features too, but what we're connecting you on is when I come here, I feel like I'm coming into my living room with my grandma and she's giving me pizza. Like, like I feel at home. Yeah. And I feel that not only that, but that this person cares about not only me in particular, but about our community and that they're investing in making our community better and that they're investing in making even potentially our world better, depending on how they've you know, if they structured their, their company that way, um, uh, that, that whatever vision you have to, that you want to see in, uh, happen in your community and happen in your world, when you make that evident, it gives people deeper reasons beyond the immediate price point or the immediate features that you're offering, um, to patron your store over somebody else, especially, uh, and I'm going to make this point, especially millennials. Mm-hmm. I'm a millennial. Millennials are very purpose-driven and value-driven, and so okay. we're going to we're going to actually patron 
much higher people that support our values, support causes we like, even if it, it is a, a greater expense to us in one way or another. Even if it's more difficult to go out of our way, whatever it is, we are more willing to make it that way because we, we understand that this individual, this group of people, this company, it has our values and generally speaking, the vision, what they want to see in the world made better. And so we're willing to go out of the way for that. And I think there's a lot of people in other generations as well who feel this as well. But it's a big deal for, I think, business people um, to realize is that right now, I think most businesses are Gen X uh, or, or the boom, baby boomer generation are the business leaders of the current day. But in mm. 10 to 15 years, the millennials are going to be in charge of your companies. And right. They're going to be in charge of the other companies that you're trying to do business with. And if you're not learning to speak the language of value, and it's coming from here, because I don't know about you, but people, you can kind of smell out when someone is kind of posing. Oh, man, 100%. More, more so than ever. You can really smell it out. You can, And it really comes out uh, when there's a conflict where what they say they value and what they're going to have to be asked to do are in conflict. And mm. so you'll, you'll, that'll come out pretty quick and user reviews and turnover. And well, there's a lot of ways to kind of see if this, if this person is actually inculturating what they say they believe. And so when you're, when you're building your values, they do have to genuinely be the things you really try to act out and are willing to sacrifice for so that these things are, truthfully done in the world and yeah. millennials will when you're you know you're going to be trying to do business with millennials who are now owning companies in the next 10 years you get you're going to have to be on that plane and operate and speak that language um or I, you i think there's going to be a lot of people surprised at why they're getting cut out and maybe they'll find other excuses for why but it'll be because you can tell they're transactional and they're not wanting to be relational no, and that's good. And, and I think that's a, a thing that companies need to do. And, and a great way of doing that, of being relational, again, because you're sharing stories. That's one of the fundamental ways that human beings relate to one another and feel actually intimate with one another is when you share deep personal stories or stories that are in and, in and of themselves personal because they tell a, a very difficult situation that someone or yourself experienced and how you overcame it or what you have learned from it. And, uh, and I think that the more we get better at trafficking in story as companies, it, the better and more personable our brands will be. And that's good. That's, that's transactional versus relational. That is a, that is a mindset shift right there. Just yeah. on its own. We could probably do a whole show just on that by itself. Absolutely. Um, and, and, Man, I so if if you if you own a restaurant, uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I think it's a Hallmark movie. My wife loves the Hallmark movies, and and I think there was a one we were watching where the um, the father who had passed the business on to the child, and the child was now running the show. But the father was just his job was just to walk around and greet the customers and tell them little mini stories and everything. So if you have an uncle that likes to talk or a father that likes to talk, bring him into the restaurant, your business will go up. Right. 
So, right. I mean, we say that, but it's probably true, right? If they're approachable, if they're likable, if they're all those things, I mean, and they, they're not bugging people, man, you, I mean, for sure. Um, so, okay. You've given out a lot of value here, Cody, in the in the short period of time, and I hope people are able to sponge it all up, man. I might have to bring you back for a part two because this is – I can't imagine a business owner listening to this show and saying, yeah, I didn't get anything out of this. I, I can't imagine. Then they, <laughs> they weren't listening. So how can Joe's Pizza – we've been talking about Joe, right? How can Joe's Pizza down the street – apply storytelling right now to, att- to attract customers. In other words, again, because, man, it doesn't happen overnight, right? You have to put a little thought into it. You have to put some strategy into it. You have to be purposeful in doing this. But first, you have to shift in the mindset, which is not always the easiest thing for people to do, right? So what are, what are the, like, how can they apply it, the storytelling right now, i.e. actionable steps, easily digestible, actionable steps to accomplish uh, uh, starting this today, right? How how can people start? Where do they start? Right. So the best way to start doing storytelling is a small business company like Joe's Pizza. Um, One of the best ways to start doing this is um, collecting personal stories uh, of the business. Like what, when you can start to just tell your, the story of, all the obstacles you faced and how you overcame them together. And by the way, that's really the fundamental aspect of what story is. People like to, to come up with what I call um, childlike sketches of what story is. And then they throw that out and they go, look, dad, I made a story. And <laughs> like, yeah, you made a drawing of a story, but it's not, you made a drawing of a car, but it doesn't have any actual car to it. There's no engine. There's no, there's nothing that drives it, you know? Right. And the, the thing that drives story is intention and obstacle. So what did you want to happen and what got in your way and how did you, what tactics did you use to overcome those obstacles? And that is the core. That's the drive shaft that drives all great stories, especially dramatic ones. Um, and so for a business owner, I mean, that is like prime real estate to talk about all the obstacles, especially if you've been in business for a long period of time, you will have gone through major economic obstacles, um, major personnel obstacles, maybe even major, um, you know, legal obstacles. If you have to operate, got to get the zoning commission going here and this building code going there. And, you know, the we had a historic building, so now we need to update things. There's all sorts of things that could get in the way of operating well. And, of course, we just had one of the biggest obstacles happen to us as a, as a whole planet, um, you know, with the, the how the, the government decided to handle the COVID outbreak, um, created this massive obstacle for business owners. And so um, out of the greatest... Um, most difficult circumstances, the greatest and most wonderful stories happen. And you can't get the great stories without having the highest obstacles. Actually, one of the points when you tell, when you're learning about storytelling is if you can tell a story that has higher stakes, which means the obstacles are so difficult and yet they, they win or they try and fail valiantly 
in the quest of what they were going for. Those are the most beautiful stories to tell, which may leave the most indelible mark on us as human beings um, and are the most inspiring ones. And yeah. so ultimately we want to find where are we in our story? We've already accomplished. We've already conquered a lot of these dragons that we faced and overcome them. And, you know, we start with the baby dragons and, you know, and then we move our way up to the bigger, more gnarly ones. And we're, we're facing some of those down now, you know, um, what are these dragons of chaos that, that have plagued us and how are we, how did we slay them in the process? And maybe we had a team at that point that helped us slay, um, those dragons, um, so that we can accomplish. And so it's, it's first and foremost, the best thing you can start to do as a, as a company is start to tell some of those very, write them down real quick. What were the hardest times of business in your professional experience? Write those time, literally write the time date down or the, the period of time that that took up and try to think of all those little moments and stories within that of all these things you had to do and obstacles that confronted you and what happened and how, what was the team thinking and what, what, how did you decide? And then start to articulate that, bring that up. And then you can actually narrow that down quickly into a smaller digestible paragraph, 10 to 15 sentences. Um, and you can start to tell sequential stories that take place, whether they're on social media, whether they're in a, in a form where you're using video to communicate those mm-hmm. stories, those tiny stories. YouTube, by the way, is a powerful, funny enough, most people don't realize it, social media platform. Um, it's entirely uh, humanizing, if you think about it, because all the, the people on camera, if you can tell that, are the best ways of telling the story. You get to see the person on camera and, and watch what they were saying. You know, I, um, one of my favorite stories is... Um, uh, one of my favorite TV series um, series is that I've watched is called Band of Brothers and mm. uh, fantastic story about the um, men of Easy Company during World War II and tracking their entire life experience from D-Day all the way through Hitler's Eagle Nest where Hitler was assassinated or was Hitler committed suicide and that whole process of the war. One of the, my favorite moments is that those each episode begins with interviews from the real soldiers. Right. And I loved those just as much as I loved the big Hollywood action stuff, because when they're telling you about the events that you're about to see, you can see in their eyes and in their minds as they're mm. telling it, that they're viewing it in their head as they're telling it. And you're yeah. seeing the effect that that has even, you know, 50, 60 years later uh, for themselves, 40, 50 years later, retelling these stories and how impactful it was for them. Even the stories of great leadership in situations where it was like completely dire. And so as a, as a regular business person, the biggest thing for you to do is to find those very humanized, very truthful moments in your, in your professional career and pair them, and this is the second part, pair them with the personal things. Because if you think about it, especially as a small business person, you're not just dealing with professional problems. You're dealing with personal life issues simultaneously with how you're trying to run your company. So including some of that, 
I had a child die the same day that I found out we were going into a recession. Let's say that. Like, mm-hmm. that amplifies the situation you were facing, right? That makes the the obstacle far greater that you had to overcome. It wasn't just a business problem. It was also a personal problem. And you had to overcome both of them. And you did. You got through it. it you bear the scars, but you've gotten through it. Um, like that t- being willing to tell the personal and the professional ones, and you can pick and choose which ones. No one says you have to do, sure. you know, have your entire life, uh, are, are ways for you to do that. And so it, it's helpful to do that. And what's most difficult is not all business people take the time to reflect on their past, you know, 30 year career. Um, and so just taking a little bit of time, just thinking of that one time that was really hard and how you guys overcame it makes a really good little segment. And you can just start putting those in different contexts, um, whether it's on social media, you can bite size it, you can create it into mini posts where you talk like act one is this situation. You can post another one is act two, you know, you could make it into a video. Um, you could do whatever you want with it. I mean, you could have somebody actually talking about this. You could have a live night where you, it's a a business meeting where you get people from the community to come and uh, there's like free pizza and you want to talk about um, business and people, business people can come and have a great, you can do different activities to facilitate discussions around the things you want to talk about. And particularly your story. This is, this is our story. And if you've been here for 30 years and you've had our pizza, Come to this pizza night. It's free. And we want to give back to the community and be able to share our story with you and our future, where we're going. Um, Beautiful. What a wonderful opportunity was that. Inviting other people to actually, and this is another thing business people can do, inviting other people to tell their stories of how the company formed in their story. So great example of that is my wife and I, actually reconnected first we were reconnected over facebook i know uh, <laughs> because we were we were friends uh at a camp uh, and then we reconnected over facebook years later we ended up realizing because both of us were doing storytelling stuff and she was posting stuff on stories and i was posting stuff on stories and we're like dude we should get together for coffee and she's like yeah let's do it so we met at a coffee shop in antioch illinois um and from that point on, we had, we kept meeting and then we realized we, we started dating and then we got engaged 11 months later and then we got married four years ago. And every time I come back to that point, that, that shop, that shop is part of my story. Yep. Their brand is part of my story. And so I have come to that and they are more like a, a, a very premium organic, like coffee shop uh, where they have also bakery uh, items and it's all organic um, and, and some of them non-GMO and like non-gluten-free pricier right sure and I have deliberately bought from them rather than the McDonald's or Starbucks next door next door because they're part of my story now mm-hmm. and if I was the business owner I would want to get sit down with them Get me on camera for five to 10 minutes talking about our, our, our story and how it started here and then use that as a marketing piece. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, And I'm sure other people have had that happen, you know? 
Yeah, no, it's starting to it's starting to come together a little bit now. When when you gave the example of of if I was that coffee shop, I would do. I mean, do they know that this that they're part of your story? Um, yeah, yeah, I've told them. I've told them. Yeah, um, yeah. So and they love. So it. they're they missing out, right? <laughs> they're missing out on not reaching out and saying, "Hey, Cody, can we can we borrow you for a little bit?" You know. Um, right. And we used them for our wedding cake, actually, because they, they oh, do wow. weddings. So we actually came back and at the, the capstone of that, the height, you know, the, the uh, climax of that story, essentially, uh, the, the mini story anyway, uh, yeah. was then they, we used them as their wedding and we had them make right. our, our, our cake. So Right. Because in your mind, it, it just made sense emotionally. It made, there was a tie there to them. And it wasn't because they told you about the organic nature of their product. Nope. Right. Yep. I would, so, in a previous yeah. thing, I would have gone, that's really cool. And I wish we would go with that. It would be much cheaper to go over here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but because they were part of my story, it was like, no brainer, no brainer. Yeah. That, see, now that makes a little more sense. That makes a lot more sense, actually. And I, I, I swear, is there's, are you using some sort of technology that you can see what I write on this piece of paper on my desk right now or something? Because <laughs> I, you're reading my mind and it's, it's freaking me out, dude. Um, so you said something earlier about not only your story, but using other people's story. Now you, you just mentioned what I wrote before you said it, I wrote it first. All right. What, and, and what if somebody, what if there's a business owner who's, you know, kind of stoic kind of guy and just, you know, I don't have many stories or he thinks he doesn't have many stories or whatever. Um, but he's got six employees, right? I mean, who's to say you cannot get to know your employees better and have them tell you stories, right? Right. You know, be authentic about it, right? But but I, I'm sure they'd probably wonder what's going on for a second. But if boss wants to sit down and just talk to me and get to know me better, and he's never done that before, right? You let him in on why. I'm like, look, dude, I told somebody today. I met this guy. I met a guy at at um, at uh, church men's group that I went to the, for the first time on Wednesday. Sat down. We just hit it off, man. We had coffee this morning, and I said. Bro, I said, look, I just told him flat out. I said, look, there is, there is something special about you and I want to know what it is. I'm not pulling any punches, man. I'm just going to get down to it. You know, you may not have to do, you may not be as bold as me to do that kind of stuff, but sit down and be authentic and, and talk to your employees, get their story, find out what their story is. Right. And then of course ask them, Hey, can we use that? That That's an awesome story to tell people. People need to know. Right. Is, is there something good, bad about, you know, incorporating other people in that regard? No. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, incorporating your employees into the story is actually a beautiful way of doing it. And it and that's kind of one of the things that we um, I work in tandem with a, a media company. And one of the things they do their the brand name, that's where I stole it, was uh, our, our message is humanize your brand. And so one of the things that we do with other companies is we help them realize that when you feature your own employees, not stock models that you find off the Internet, uh, not actors, when you people. feature the real people that you're going to see if you walk into your place yeah. and you're going to interact with and you feature their stories, you amplify the, the connection it's not just about you necessarily. It is a big part when you're the founder and CEO, but the people that work there, even if they work there for a short amount of time, it's still part of their story. And it's right. part of your story, even if they work for there for a short amount of time. And so you can 
feature different people's stories that are emblematic of the way you want to market yourself. Something that, that happened with a particular employee that was uh, with a customer, you know, and how they handled this beautifully and helped this customer, you know, in this moment. This was a hard moment for this customer, you know, helped them out. And that's the beauty of what you can do when you start to realize that there are a lot of different things that impact you um, as a as a person. How about how about this? If you've gotten really good as a leader at not only helping your employees with performance goals, but you've uh, and when you come to performance review time, you've set up a whole bunch of opportunities where you're going to really and you've been tracking this praise them for the value and specifically things that they have been doing that have changed the game for your company that have really made a big difference. And they sit down and of course they're probably going to be all nervous. Maybe they've had a bad day and then they came to a performance review and they got so much love from you. Yeah. And it made them cry because they just had a breakup with their girlfriend or boyfriend or, or, or let's say, God forbid, you know, a marriage. And they heard this love from you as an employee in this situation. And it was totally overwhelming. Imagine you had that happen. That's something you put on camera if they're willing to do it and, and get the story told. Because that tells shells your culture. This is what you're about as a leader. You're, you're not just just purely about... You know, uh, you know, everyone is responsible, but it's about truly appreciating the value and what people bring to the table and being there for people when they experience hard times um, in their own personal lives. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's another story you tell is as how you personally have helped these people in these difficult circumstances in their life as your, you know, employee, employer, coworker, right, whoever. In that you've helped you that person go through this most difficult time in their life, uh, and another beautiful, touching cultural story to tell um, in some fashion or another in, in the right context. Um, right. So yeah, the, there's a lot there that you can do when you when you bring in everybody, and it doesn't even just have to be your team. And this is kind of something that's even more interesting. You can start to pull in stories of history. People who represented your brand, the ideas and ideals of your brand throughout history. And you can kind of make them your, to to some degree, one of your mascots, as it were. Here's what Hmm. this value, core value looks like. William Wallace, you know, bravery in spite of danger or willingness to take, to take uh, whatever it takes for the value, you know, or whatever you want to say. Uh, you could use another one, uh, someone who's willing to uh, do do the right thing, even though they're going to get flack for it. Mm-hmm. Pick somebody out of history that talks about that and use that as this is the kind of people that we want to be, that all of us strive to be. And ultimately, that's the thing is you want to find things that all of us would like to actually be like, like, yeah, I would like to be that person, you know, like that person. Um and you you can use them essentially as um, goals for people, uh, as narrative examples of who we are to be more like. Um, and 
That's the beauty of, of using story in any context whatsoever, is it gives you the ability to essentially show what you want them to actually do. Show it, simulate it ahead of time. And because that's really how we learn best. We learn best by watching others in front of us and learning from their example. Right. And if we're not, and we can do that with the direct people in front of us. And we can also do that from the vantage point of history and learning in their, in their footsteps. And you can do it from also from the negative side is look at this guy in history. Don't be like him. Mm -hmm. Watch what he does. Here's what happened. We don't want to emulate that pathway. Um, and that's another way you, you want to paint the direction, um, of good and great of here's what you want to do. Here's what you don't want to do and use stories to communicate those two things. And sometimes you can get really personal and, and humble about this. Don't be like me when I was your age. Tell mm-hmm. a very humbling story of how you messed up as a new person at a job uh, yeah. and what you learned from that. And don't and, and then you start to use that as a narrative example and you don't have to necessarily use anybody else's story to do that. So uh, it's more than just the immediate people who work at your company. It's anybody who exemplifies the the actions, the values, the beliefs, even the the attitude that you want to see reflected um, and to use those stories to your advantage. Yeah. So, so really what I'm hearing you say is see, you don't really need social media to find great content. That's what I'm hearing. (laughs) You got yourself. If it's, if, if you don't have a lot there, you have employees. If you don't have a lot there, you have friends or you have history. I mean, there's you, we all know people. Right. Yep. We all know people and, and we just have to stop and think about it for a second, reconnect with them if it's been a while. You know what I mean? People love to talk about themselves. You yep. know, they just do. And if if you you just start a conversation, you'd never know what you're gonna get. Right. So now there's a there's there's boy, we're gonna have to um this can continue on for a long time. Um yeah, man, that's really that's this is all really good stuff, man. And so let's kind of shift and connect a little bit if we can, um, because you said something earlier that that made me come up with this question, and it's about differentiation, right? It's not always about the best price. It's not always about the best product, even though you can have that kind of confidence, etc. It's really about, you know, like you said, making people feel at home when they're there. I mean, part of the community. It's part of more than just being sold, right? There's there should be more to that. So, how can how can small businesses compete, man, with big box retailers, uh, specifically in the area of customer service? Now, you would think that would not be hard to do, right? Because we've all had the experience of big box retailers, and it hasn't lived up to standard many, much of the time, right? So, how can small businesses? How can they take their customer service to that next level so that consumers actually choose them because of that, right? Over big box retailers. Yeah, that's a great question and a very practical one that everyone has to answer. Everyone's got to find their answer. Um, I'd say the, the 
best way, obviously we, we targeted customer service because big boxes, it's all about the quick transaction. We know if we go to Walmart, we know what we're going to get. We're going to get almost no customer service. Okay. Right. Or if we do, it's going to be horrible customer service. Uh, so what, what are, what are we going to be trading off when we go to a smaller place, right? Because there's always trade-offs in a free market economy. So like, what what are we going to trade off? And it, it, it's that we get better customer service um, for a higher price point. That's right. usually what ends up happening or maybe a slower service, right? Right. Yep. More, most of the time, small businesses, they don't want to pressure their people they're working for. To, you know, like big, big box don't care about your life outside of this place. If you, you know, collapse outside the door uh, because they, you know, worked you to death, they don't care. Uh, but you care, I hope. That's <laughs> a small business for your people. <laughs> right. You've got so many people. Um, so uh, the biggest thing is going to be customer service. And then how do you deliver on that? Um, that actually makes a competitive edge. Um I'd say the we kind of touched on this a little bit. The biggest thing is how important the community sees that you are to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are personally or anybody in your company is such an important part or staple of the community in many ways, they're going to choose you over others, right? Um, if you're at those baseball games, if you're doing that road cleanup, if you're participating in community events where you're there on some of these, you know, concert things, um, you're beyond the, the, the four walls in which you exist at your business. You're in, you're in the community and you're engaged and you're aware of what's happening. You're willing to volunteer too, having even your staff volunteer at certain times on their own on their own, if they want, they're encouraged to volunteer uh, at certain things, right? Certain nonprofits uh, that exist in the community. Um, and the way in which, and having community-sponsored events, trying to host those at, let's say, your pizza place, right? Um, trying to do whatever you can to to connect yourself personally and professionally in in that area. That's how you're going to compete. And and it's it's funny because a lot of people assume that you have to have millions and millions and millions of followers, millions and millions and millions of people coming to your, your, your store. It's like, no, I mean, like you just have to convince, um, your local region of people. if you are a local small business mm-hmm. and if you're a national business, what that is a, a slightly different strategy, but it's not a whole lot different. You're still serving relationship driven customer service and it's still deliberately trying to build those connection points. Even if uh, you're going to do it by personalizing uh, something you send them in the mail, you, you, you truly personalize it. It's not actually uh, a, a form, whatever it's actually hand, handwritten. Thank you. Right. right? Whatever you can do to really make it personal, um, is going to make you first and foremost in people's minds. And then as engaged as you can be possibly in your community, I think that's the biggest differentiator, um, between big box stores because big box stores just, they exist to transact. And if the community around them falls apart, they'll just move the store. Right. 
they don't they have the resources to do that. They don't. They're not interdependent uh, on on who we are. And you know, yes, there are. There going to be people who default to um, uh, going purely based on transaction for whatever reason. Yeah, you're going to get those. But then, honestly, those aren't your ideal customers. Um, those aren't the people you really want to serve. You want to serve the people who support your values and and that want to be a part of a cohesive community that helps make everybody's lives better. Um, and and those are the people that you really want to go after. And there, there's a lot of those. Um, you know, if you you give to the community, the community will give back. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And and it is it is official. We we are in the interest of time. We are going to have to. We're gonna to have to bring you back, man, for a part two because there's still a lot of questions that are unanswered. There's still a lot of value that that we cannot just we cannot cheat our audience out of. It, it, you know what I'm saying? If you're willing to come back, we, we would love to have you back for a part two. Um, I think I think you're doing a great job of 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 giving people some meat and potatoes that they can actually put into play. Um, like I said, I'm learning a lot. And um, Cody, real quick, uh, as an out, really uh, really quick here. If people want to connect with you, um, you know, before we, we close out the show, how can they reach out to you if they have questions? Um, I do. Uh, one thing I do want to tell people that I know is that um, Cody is actually currently offering story based marketing and training services for entrepreneurs. Right. But he only has so many hours in a day. So this is for a very limited time. Right. This is not a sales plot. This is just truth. We're giving to you here on the show. Right. So. Make sure you, if you reach out to Cody for those services, make sure you reference this show that you heard it here, right? Because that's how he's going to honor the deal, all right? So, um, Cody, how can people connect with you, bro? Yeah, yeah. So anything for, particularly for advising services on on marketing and on training, um, I, I, those are great avenues. You can reach out with, to me on LinkedIn, and you can search Cody Adams, um, and that'll, I'll come up that way. Um, you can search uh, Storyscape Design, and also my LinkedIn will probably be the first thing on the search. Um, I also have Twitter. Um, my Twitter is kind of more both blended, both professionally and personally. So uh, you can connect with me that way, which is Storyscape underscore. Um, and uh, it's it's really a great opportunity for us to, if you're really interested in just throwing around some ideas with somebody else. Um, you have a small business. You really want to get some traction on thinking about story. That is totally something that I can do with you. Uh, we can have a great conversation and build your brand um, so that it it truly represents who you are and what you want to accomplish um, for your professional goals and personal goals. Yeah, guys, I would highly encourage you reach out to him. Clearly, you've heard so far. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, he's educated me on a few things and already, and I'm, I look forward to learning even more. Cody, brother, thank you so much for being on this part one. Uh, we're going to have you back for part two very, very soon. And uh, again, brother, I really appreciate the time and value you've provided here. It's It's been authentic and it's been awesome. I love it. This is great. Anytime. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for this episode for now. Make sure you absolutely do not miss out on part two because things are going to get wild, I think, in part two. We, we kept it pretty cool on this one, but just look out for the next one. More undeniable value to come. Now, it is my hope that you enjoyed this show, that it brought you some undeniable value, things that you can actually take away and implement in your business, in your life right now to produce positive changes, all right? If you didn't hear any nuggets that were undeniably valuable to you, I hate to break it to you, but you just weren't listening. All right. 
That's just a fact, right? So what is your next step? First of all, take take heed to the advice and to the to the value that you that you consume today and start implementing it. Next step after that is pay it forward by sending this show to people you know. Maybe you know other business owners in the community. Maybe you know someone that needs that needs to just implement more story for whatever reason, right? Maybe someone you thought of someone that was that just came to mind as Cody was talking and telling you making a great point about something or another. You said, you know what? This person needs to hear this, right? Send them the show, all right? Don't be lazy. Send them the freaking show. It takes a couple of taps with your thumb and that's it. Get this out there, all right? Them hearing this one little piece that came to your mind could be what gives them the kick in the ass to really start getting moving and making a positive change in themselves and therefore in the community and in the country, all right? After that, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a generous review, right, so that the show can grow and you can get this value into the ears of more people that need to hear it because you and I both know more and more people need to hear it, right? So with that, I'm going to close out as I always do by saying, remember, you cannot become undeniable if you are uninformed, right? And you cannot make an impact if you are asleep. So wake up already, become awakened, and you become undeniable. And make sure, as always, you bless up, man, and I'm out.